Well, turn in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3. We're continuing our study of the sayings of Peter. We only got like three lessons left or two lessons left, so that's why I want to get everything going for the next one. We've been seeing selected events and statements by Peter in his life, and now we're in what we're calling Peter's final words. And it's 2 Peter 3, and if you really look at it, at verses 17 and 18, basically are the last things that he says. He talks about that sort of thing. There's two aspects there, and as you're getting those things, you can mark them, but listen to this as well. There's two aspects. There's a warning not to follow false teachers and fall from your own steadfastness, which means to not grow. Then the second is there's encouragement to keep growing. So in verse 17, he basically says, don't, don't, you know, guard yourself and don't fall from the error of unprincipled men's. But in the next verse, he says, but grow. So that's really the contrast that we see. And so I want to raise some questions. Can, can a believer fall, fall away? We'll talk about what does that mean? Because he says, and fall from your own steadfastness. What does that mean? And we'll see how that ties together. So we're going to look at the subject of security and assurance. I think they're vital. There are so many believers there, there are, first of all, there are a lot of people who have no idea whether they're going to heaven or not. There are a lot of people who have actually believed in Christ for eternal life, but they don't know if they're going to heaven or not. They're not sure. Somebody could say to you, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? And they say something like, gee, I, I hope I will. And so are we supposed to know? And how does all the tie together? So we're going to be looking at security and assurance. So let's start with this. What is the story of the Bible? Story of the Bible is how the perfect God brings sinful man back to himself using his son, Jesus Christ. Story of the Bible is how God, beginning in the very beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, God came in and said, the seed of woman is going to crush the head of the serpent. God says, I'm going to bring fallen man back to myself, and I'm going to do that through the seed of woman, the seed of Abraham, the son of David, the son of man, the son of Mary, the son of God, the Lamb of God. That's who he's going to do. He's going to bring it through Jesus Christ. And so God, the, the story of the Bible is how our perfect God brings man back to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you had to say, if you had to say, what is probably the most famous verse in the Bible, what would you say? John three sixteen. And so that's the greatest verse. And, and, and there we have the message, the response, and the offer. And let me just tell you, I've told you this over and over again. All you have to do is know John 3, 16. You can share your faith with anyone. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, gave him what? To die and rise again. That whosoever would believe in him, that's the response, would never perish but have, what's the offer? Eternal life, everlasting life. That's, that is it. So all you have to do is know a verse that you already know. And just be ready to give an answer to anyone for the hope that is within us. Well, there's a lot of confusion today concerning believers and concerning salvation. Think about it. A lot of confusion. There are many denominations that teach, number one, you can lose your salvation. There are many denominations that say you have to do a number of things to get saved. And then after you're so-called saved, if you don't do them, some denominations say you lost it. Others say it just showed you never had it. You thought you had it, but you didn't. And so you've got huge numbers of people who, who basically think they're Christians. Let's put it that way. They're going through life, and they don't know whether they're going to heaven or not. They don't know whether they have eternal life or not. They don't know because they're confused. And so we want to talk about it. I want to raise some questions. How is a person saved? What is eternal life? Can a person lose their salvation? Can a person know that they're saved? Now, these are basic for us, and probably every one of you in this room, if I just picked one of you out and said, stand up and say this, answer those questions, I bet you every one of you in this room could answer those questions. 
Uh, but I guarantee you, you go out in this community and you raise those questions, and there'll be people who will look at you and say, well, I'm not sure how a person saved. I think it varies. Well, what is eternal life? Well, I think it's, it's life forever. Okay, good. You got it. So can you lose salvation? Can you lose eternal life? Oh, yes, yes, you can. Wait, wait a minute. I don't think you understand. Can a person know they're saved? Well, I don't think anybody can really truly know they're saved. This is what people say all the time. So you in this room, if you would know the answers to these, you're way down the road because most people don't understand these questions. So let's, let's, let's start um, with the idea of what is security and what is assurance. Security is being held and protected. That's all it means, that you're secure. When we start talking about salvation, security means you're saved and saved forever, and you can never lose it. That's what security is. People will come up and say, do you believe once saved, always saved? You mean, once I'm saved, am I saved? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but is it always? I said, well, I'm saved, don't I? Don't I have eternal life? I mean, that, when, that's a stupid statement. Do you believe in once saved? Oh, of course. What, how, there's no other way. There is nothing else. So salvation is forever. That's security. Well, assurance is our understanding. Our understanding of the fact that we have believed in Christ and he has saved us and he keeps us saved forever. That's what assurance is. There are people who have believed in Christ for eternal life, and they don't know for sure they're saved. They've never understood it. They've never understood. They've never got assurance of salvation. They've never put it down there. Maybe when they believe, the moment they believe, they said, I'm saved, and, and I have eternal life, and I'm saved. But they didn't understand always that eternal life means eternal life. and Because other people come right back in and will say things like, well, you can't know for sure, and maybe you better look at your lifestyle, and those kind of things. So we want to just touch on this this morning. For most of us in this room, this is a very simple, this is very simple. But there are people, maybe even in our room this morning, that would say, I've, I've never really thought through some of these issues. And so I want to make sure we know, we know. So the first big question is, how is a person saved? How are we saved? Simply by faith, by believing. The most famous, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what, would believe. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Truly, truly, I say to you, here's my word, and believes. It's over and over and over again. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes. Salvation is always by faith, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. Genesis 12, excuse me, Genesis 15, 6. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for Righteousness is always the same. Salvation, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, is always the same. It's simply by faith. We've got the most famous verse that we know. So with that in mind, it says, what is eternal life? Because whoever believes in him will never perish but have eternal life. And he says it in a dual way. Will never perish, that's the negative, but have what? Eternal life. So what is eternal life? It is an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what eternal life is. It cannot end. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, fellowship is a different story. You can have fellowship with Jesus Christ, then you can have sin in your life, and you lose your fellowship. It has nothing to do with your eternal relationship. Your eternal relationship is you're saved, and you're saved forever. And so, what is eternal life? Eternal life is life forever with Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And what's the offer? 524, truly, truly, here's my word and believes him who sent me, has, present tense, eternal life. Charles Ryrie always said, Charles Ryrie was the, the Ryrie Study Bible. He was a professor at Dallas Seminary when I was there. He would say this, if eternal life isn't eternal, 
then it's got the wrong name, right? Because it's eternal life. So what is eternal life? Now, here's the next question. Can a person lose their salvation? What's the answer? Now, if you believed in Christ, what did he give you? Eternal life. How long does that last? Forever. When do you get it? The moment you believe. See, there's some people who are taught that you can believe in Jesus and he will give you eternal life. And that means you, you believe, then you live your life. And if you measured up, you didn't lose somehow or you didn't mess up, when you get to the end and die, he then gives you eternal life. And so basically from the time you believe to the time you die, you could either lose it all or never have it. But the truth is, when do you get eternal life? The moment you believe. It is not sometime in the future, John 10, 27, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. John 5, 24, the moment they believe they has, has eternal life, present tense. So I think that this is so vital because people aren't taught that. People are say, believe in Jesus or repent of your sins, give your life to Jesus, make a public profession. What does making a public profession have anything to do? If you said to somebody, listen, what you need to do is come to Jesus and make a public profession and walk down the aisle. What does that have to say about eternal life? It says nothing. They don't know anything. They don't know what the offer is. Is the offer walk down an aisle? You walk down the aisle and I'll give you something? What will I give you? Is it a swap process? Is salvation swap? You do this for me and I will save you? No. And so we got people are just so confused because the moment you believe, you have eternal life. And so that gets us to the next question is, can a person know that they're saved? What's the answer? Yes. First John five thirteen. These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. He didn't say hope you might have eternal life. He didn't say wish you might have eternal life. He said maybe someday you can find out if you have eternal life. He said no. These are never written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know. You know it right that second. I hope and pray that if I said to any of you in this room, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? Do you have eternal life? I'd hope every one of you in this room would say, I know that I have eternal life because I have believed in Jesus Christ. And the moment I believed in him, he gave me eternal life. And eternal life is an eternal relationship with him. And I can know it. Bob Wilkin, my good friend, debated a Calvinist. A Calvinist is a person that says you can believe in Christ, but you can't know if you're saved. And you have to look at your lifestyle all the way to the end. And if you keep living good all the way, you might make it, but you might not. And if you don't live good all the way, it just proves you never had it. And so it was in a debate, and Bob Wilkin is talking with this guy, and there's a whole bunch of people out there. And Bob said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you know whether you have eternal life or not? And he said... Nobody can know if they have eternal life. And Bob said, I know. I believed in Jesus Christ, and he has given me eternal life. And these things are written to you. Believe in the name of the Son of God that you can, may know that you have what? Eternal life. And this guy says, well, and there's a bunch of people out there that believe like he believes. He said, well, I'd say I'm about 80% sure. And everybody started clapping and cheering. And Bob Wilkins said, do you realize y'all just clapped and cheered for a guy that's not sure he's saved, but he thinks maybe he might be? Wouldn't you want to clap and cheer for someone who knows they have eternal life? You should know. I hope every one of us in this room, if somebody said, if you were to die, what would happen to you? You'd say, I'd be right with the Lord. to be absent from the body, present with the Lord because I have eternal life and I'm saved and I'm saved forever. So when we're looking... At Second Peter, 
And he says, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard. Don't you get carried away by the error of unprincipled men. And then you fall from your own steadfastness. I've had people come to me and say, see, you lose your salvation right there. I said, falling from your steadfastness isn't losing salvation. Let's talk about it. And so let's talk about for just a second, what are some ways that, that we can know that we are, are saved and that, that the basis for all this? Well, number one, the basis for our security and assurance is the character of God. It's God's character. You know, if you said, how do you know you're saved? How do you know you're saved? Because you say, well, the Bible tells me so, but, but who wrote the Bible? Who, is, who put the Bible together? It's God. Look at this. God can't lie. What did he promise you? Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says he promised God who cannot lie promised eternal life. What did he promise you? Can he lie? So what do you have? Eternal life. There's no doubt about that. I mean, whatever he promises, whatever he says is true. I should always think of, of you know, that he's, he's faithful. Look at the second one. He's a faithful God. He always does what he says. Romans chapter 4, he's able to do what he promises. Let me tell you what. I can promise you, but it may not happen. Because first of all, I lie sometimes. And second is, I can't guarantee that what I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Because I'm not all powerful. And I could wake up and say I'm going to go help Doug do something. And I go outside and my car won't even crank. And, and I didn't get my coffee. So I say, well, there's no sense in going. Right? See? And so you could say, well, JB didn't tell the truth because he said he was going to be there. And second, he's not able to do it. But God not only cannot lie, he's all-powerful, he's faithful, he always does exactly what he says. What did he say he's giving you? Will you ever perish? No, that's what he said. You'll never perish, but you have eternal life. So, first of all, God, it goes back to the character of God. The second thing, salvation is a gift. It's not something you do. See, if it was something you do, then you might could say, I did it or I didn't do it, or I thought I was doing it, or I did it some of the time. Or I Because when people do what we call lordship salvation, they say make Jesus lord of your life and agree to serve him and then you could be saved. Well, for how long? How long do you need to serve him to make sure you're saved? Or what if you don't keep serving him? Or what if you never really did serve him? Or what if you never understood? How do you know when you're saved? Listen, salvation isn't based on what you give to God. Salvation is what it gives to you. Look at the verses. By grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. No one man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus. Jesus. I'll believe. It's always a gift. It's always by faith. And so salvation is not something that's earned. It's always by faith. All the way through the whole Bible. Just look. Look at it. Now, there's some places that people get mixed up on. And there's some places where he's talking to believers and he's talking about discipleship. And he'll say, offer your body as a living sacrifice. Take up your cross and follow me. That's not salvation. That's, it. That's, that's talking about service. You realize that Jesus said, whoever believes in me has eternal life. He also said, if you don't take up your cross and follow me, you can't be my disciple. That's two different messages. Paul said... By grace you're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. He also said, I beseech you, brethren, by mercies of God, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. It's two different messages. See, when you look in the scripture, there's a message that's for salvation and it's always a gift and it's always free. There's a message for discipleship and that always costs you. When we're talking about salvation, we're talking about the gift. Salvation is the gift. The third thing, well, Romans eleven six. If it is by grace, it's no longer works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. 
Listen, if it's grace of God and you have to do one thing, guess what? It's not grace. If I said, you know, I'm going to give everybody in here $25 a piece if they'll wash my car. I'm not giving you $25. You're earning it. You have to do something. That's why people will say, uh, John MacArthur, I, I, I don't care if it's on tape or not. John MacArthur says in his book, salvation is a gift that costs you everything. Salvation costs you absolutely nothing. It is not a gift that costs you everything. If it does cost you everything, it is no longer a what? It's not a gift. Some people are so smart. The third one, eternal life is how long? It's forever. can't end. It can't end. He says... He says, I give you eternal life. If it ends, it's what? It's not eternal life. And you get it the moment you believe. The offer is eternal life, by the way. Understand that. People say, you believe in Jesus for forgiveness of sins. You do. When you believe in him, you receive the forgiveness of sins. But there's like six verses in the scripture that talk about forgiveness of sins. And there's 160 verses in the New Testament that talk about getting eternal life. Which, what do you think the emphasis of the scripture is? Getting eternal life. That's the offer. You need to press on the fact that people get eternal life. Because let me tell you, if you tell them you get forgiveness of sins and that's true, what does that say about having eternal life going to be with Jesus forever? It doesn't say anything. That's why he says, believe in him for eternal life. So the big three. It all goes back to the character of God. He can't lie, and he's always powerful to do whatever he says. Salvation is a gift. It's not what we do or keep doing, and eternal life is eternal life. And if it could end, it wasn't eternal life. That's that simple. So I want you to think about two things that I hope and pray for all of us. Number one, that you understand you are secure in Jesus Christ. If you have believed in Jesus Christ... For eternal life, if you've said, I believe that Jesus Christ will give me eternal life, I've trusted in him, I believe that he died on the cross and paid for sin, he did it all, I'm believing that he gives me eternal life, understand you're secure. Nothing can change it, even if you wanted to change it. I've talked to some people who believed in Christ and then later on were taught some weird things, and so they said, I don't believe anymore, and I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I said, it's too bad. You're going to heaven whether you want to or not, Right? <laughs> You'll be glad when you get there. Just trust me. You'll be glad when you get there. Yeah, yeah. He's got you. He's not letting go of you. You may let go of him, but he's not letting go of you. The second thing is have the assurance of your salvation. Know you're saved forever. Where do you go back to find out for sure that you're saved? The Word of God. So I want everybody to, to experience this and do this. And let me just say, why, it, why is it so important? And we've talked about this many, many times. Why, if, if a person said, listen, it doesn't really matter. If they believed in Jesus for eternal life and they're saved and they're saved forever, it doesn't matter whether they really know it or not. It, what, what if they don't know it? What if they, what if they just are, uh, they, they don't know that they're saved, but they are? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It affects two things. It affects our stability, and it affects our service. Let's talk about the first one. It affects our stability. Listen, if you're not sure you're saved, and things are going good, you feel what? I feel pretty good. But then things are going bad, how do you feel? I feel pretty bad. You know, and some people say, I, I'm pretty sure I'm saved. And then sometimes they say, I'm pretty sure I'm probably not saved. And it affects the stability of people. People are up and down. They, they never know whether they're saved or not. They never are sure about it. They never have the confidence and all of that. The second thing, it affects our service. We're to serve out of love, not out of fear. Let me tell you, if you're not sure you're saved and you're serving God, you're serving him to what? 
to keep on making sure you got what you got. I've, I had a guy one time tell me, I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just in case believing in Jesus isn't enough. I said, oh my. You know, and he's going to live the rest of his life saying, I better make sure I do this and make sure I do this. But he's doing it out of what? Fear, not love. He's, not, he's doing it out of fear, right? But how do we serve him? Why do you serve Jesus Christ? To hang on to what you got? No, because, because of what you have. You're serving him because he loved you so much. He has given you eternal life and you go, if he would die for me and give me eternal life as a gift, I want to live for him. I want to serve him. You know, there are people who teach, so we call, this is called free grace, right? Y'all understand that. This is called free grace. And there are people who don't believe this. In fact, most people don't believe this. I'm just going to be honest with you. And they say something like this. They say, oh, those people at Stillwater Bible, they say you can believe in Jesus and live any way you want to. Do we teach that? Of course not. We say you can believe in Jesus and have eternal life. And then as a child of God, what should you do? Live righteously and godly. What would be your motivation for living righteously and godly? Because you understand who you are, the love of God, what he's done for you. And so treat people who understand and understand the assurance of their salvation and all that, they serve out of love. The people that don't, how do they serve? Out of fear. I've talked to people and they, they're in churches that believe you have to be baptized to be saved. And so they'll get baptized and they'll get saved and then they'll do some bad sin. And they say, well, I lost it. Now I got to go get baptized again. I got to go do this again. And, and I've seen people who said, I've rededicated my life 10 times. What does that mean? What do, you, what do you mean? I mean, they're so confused. They don't know that they have eternal life. And so if, if, if you serve out of fear, uh, one day you're going to look up and go, why was I afraid? He made a promise. He promised me eternal life. It is vital to understand security so we can do that. So now let's go back to one other thing. And that's back to verse 17, which says, Therefore, beloved brethren, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, you already know this. Be on your guard. Watch out. This is a second. Did I tell you where it is? It's 2 Peter 3, 17. Well, know this beforehand, that, you're, that you'll not be carried away pulled away by the error, the things that are wrong, of unprincipled people, unprincipled men. These are people that teach what they teach, and they know it's wrong. They don't care. It's like the, it's like the group in the first century that wanted to get everybody to get baptized and, 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 and circumcised and everything else to fit in their group. They didn't really care what was right or wrong. They just wanted their group. And there's people out there today that all they care about is you being in their group. They don't care what you believe or what you know. And that's the era of unprincipled men. And then if you get connected with those people and get carried away by the error of unprincipled men, you will fall from your steadfastness. And people say, oh, you lost your salvation. Of course you didn't. What do you have? Eternal life. You can't lose it. What is the, can a believer fall? The answer is, of course you can. Look at this. We can be growing, maturing, serving, and then move away from the truth. And then we're no longer growing. We're no longer serving. We have fallen from our what? Steadfastness. He didn't say fall from your salvation. He said fall from your steadfastness. I always think about this. The book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was written to Jewish believers who had turned away from the truth and gone back and put themselves under the law. And so the writer, whoever it is, because we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, he's writing to them and saying, you guys have lost your mind. You realize you've put yourself, you've gone away from the grace message and put yourself under a law system. 
And he says, Jesus is better than all of this, so you need to just come back to Jesus. Now, he never, he calls them brethren. He calls them the believers over and over again. He's not questioning salvation. In fact, as you get to the end of chapter 5, he says this. By this time, he's talking to them. By this time, you should be teachers. But you need somebody to teach you the elementary principles of the Bible. He said, you've been believers long enough that you should be what? Teachers. He doesn't say you've lost your salvation. He said, you guys have messed up. And by this time you should be teachers, but you need to like start over and start learning the basics of the truths of the word of God again. Can a believer fall? Yes. Can we quit growing? Can we even say, I don't believe any of this anymore? Of course you can. Does that change your relationship with Jesus Christ? No. Changes your fellowship with Jesus Christ, but not your relationship. You have eternal life, and you're saved and saved forever. And so we should serve out of love, not out of fear. And we should know that we're saved. And there are sometimes, there, there are believers that they, they get on fire, they're excited, they roll, and then they start watching somebody on TV that doesn't even hold the Bible, and they think it's okay. And I'll just tell you all, I don't mean this in a bad way, but when I first started growing as a Christian, you know, I was coaching at Mississippi State, and I was really starting to grow, and uh, they had an early service and a late service at the church, and that was the pastor. And sometimes I'd go to the late service, and I'd turn on TV, and there was this, this TV preacher that had choir people and singers and so but you know and I was listening to the message and I thought that it sounds okay not not so I one time I said to Nap I said you know Nap before I come I sometimes watch that he said don't watch that he said that person doesn't teach the Bible you as the more you look at it you'll see that he's not giving the truth and he's actually pulling people away he said you don't need to watch that in fact maybe just come to the first service <laughs> so sometimes Without even realizing what's happening, we might get with the error of unprincipled people. So just don't fall. Let's keep growing, growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Savior. So what are we seeing? We've seen the warning, and next week we're going to see the encouragement. That's verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge. And by the way, you have to have both grace and knowledge as you grow. And we'll talk about why. How does that fit? So let me give you some applications real quickly before we go to Grow Group. First of all, let's understand the term security and assurance. What does security mean? It means being what? It means being safe. What does assurance mean? It means that you know it. Yeah, it's your understanding of your security. So I hope every one of you in this room, if somebody has said, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? Of course I would. Why? Because I believed in Christ. I, ha I know I have eternal life. The second thing is let's understand our security in Christ and have that assurance. It's by faith in Christ we have eternal life and we're secure in Christ and we can know that we are saved. That's why I love 1 John 5, 13. You can have the assurance of your salvation. We have eternal life. The Bible tells us that we have eternal life, okay? With that, there's no three, and that serve God out of love and not fear. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who actually, if you were to say to them, do you go to church? Oh, I go to church almost every Sunday. Do you like it? It's okay. I've, we've always gone there. If you were to die, would you go to heaven? I, I, I hope I would. What? I hope I would. You don't know? You go to church to worship who? Why do we come? To worship Jesus Christ? And you don't even know if he saved you or not? 